0: So if you
1: could be here around nine, that would be great, Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiancé, Okay. I'm Mr. O, and today, Ms. H and I will be discussing season seven, episode 11 of Happily Ever After. In this episode, Yara and Jovi go apartment hunting, Shida is ready to start her business to the LOL's obstacles, Ed and Liz both get too naked for our tastes, Libby and Andre fight over low-effort signs, Angela says she's divorcing Michael because she doesn't understand slang, and Kim has a romantic surprise for Usman. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dances, and Life Lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a 5-star rating and subscribe. And if you also watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other channel, Love After Lockup M-K, where we'll be covering the new season of Life During Lockup. Alright, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy!
0: Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today?
1: I'm not doing too bad. I had a, a fake school day today. Um, oh. One of our new post-pandemic asynchronous work days so that I can get some grades done. So That
0: is a mouthful, but good for you.
1: It is a mouthful, but all it means is I put up sub work um, for the kids to do at home. And then okay. I got to grade all day. <laughs>
0: oh, nice. I, I feel like I need a grading day. I feel like I'm already behind on grading.
1: Yeah, just March second quarter just started. So I'm I'm that that, you know, one of those three days a year where I'm like, oh, all my grades are done. (laughs) I don't have any grades to do. And then it just starts piling up again. All right. So speaking of things piling up, um, I don't know. Let's talk about the awkwardness of Ed because that piled up a lot. So we start with Ed, who I am just now noticing um, has a tattoo of his own face on his leg.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that before.
1: I've seen him put it everywhere. Like, it's on his computer and it's on his phone. Like, he's trying yeah. to make his, his like, self-logo for himself. But I didn't realize it was tattooed onto his leg. Mm. So, anyway, he's setting up a massage table. And it's for Liz, who comes out in her underwear. So, he's hoping to re-spark some intimacy. But, you know, maybe he's going to have to first figure out how to take off her bra first.
0: Oh, God.
1: So... He then talks up Liz uh, about how much she loves her and starts massaging her. And they play like porno music through the whole thing. So, <sighs> I guess it's playful enough for them. but And Liz seems to be at least into it, you know, laughing and playing along. It was just uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just got more uncomfortable when it turned into Ed's turn. And he came out just completely buck-ass naked. Oh, God. Um, Which she also giggled at. And I just didn't need to see. So... Definitely different strokes for different folks here. Yeah. And then they do some role-playing stuff before she starts massaging him, which she only does for a little while because then it turns into waxing his back hair, which Liz is excited to do because it's going to hurt. So, predictably, Ed is a gigantic baby about it, screaming and yelling and through the whole thing. And then they finish, even though she's clearly not finished and there's a ton of missed spots on his back. God. Yeah. Uh, so, he says they're trying to be more open. So, in that vein, he he is trying to get her, while he's brushing her hair, asks if she's willing to come with him to Arkansas, where he's from, to have kind of a second stab at this engagement party. Um, this time with the rest of his family, clearly not his sister or his daughter and his mom that really aren't talking to him, but his other family that she hasn't met. And that's kind of going to be like, you know, try two at being engaged, engagement, you know, second try. All right. And that that that's pretty much all we saw with them. Um, wh- why? Why do we have to see this?
0: I don't know. It, for the same reason we have to hear about Angela and Michael and all the freaky things that they're doing. You know, it's like. <sighs> the,
1: the, the thing about them is, is that they're not even doing things that are that freaky. She just says it in a gross yes. way.
0: Yes. In a way that's cringy. And you're like, we don't yes. need to know that. Like, good for you guys that you have you know, a healthy sex life and that you're, you know, keeping it fun. But it's like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to I don't want the visuals. So, you know, Ed, like I really because they had the thumbnail of like the episode was him on the table. I was like, I feel like we've seen this before or Uh, very 40 year old virgin, like all of those things.
1: Yeah, so Ed always has something where he's going to be awkwardly either shirtless or naked or something yeah. like that. Because, I mean, he knows that that's going to bring in the yucks, right? Like yeah. And he rolls with it. And it's just, so it's just so contrived when they do it that it bothers me. And like, like I said, being a huge baby about the like, you know, doing the, the back hair because mm-hmm. like – full disclosure, I've waxed my back before. Like mm-hmm. – it, it it hurts, but it's – come on, man. It's not – and granted, he does have more hair than me, but like – Did you scream no. out? No. Of course not. I don't even flinch. I
0: would like, think that it would probably be better to take like a, a clipper to it first before you uh, wax. You, you should.
1: Well, yes and no. You you It should be –
0: Not like a really short one, but to, long enough where you can wax it, but – because yeah. if you
1: if you do it like the way she did it, you can see there's so many missed ones yeah. because it can get wrapped up and it's thing you're supposed to. It's supposed to. Ideally, it's supposed to be like a quarter inch. So you do take a clipper with a guard right. on it yeah. to clip it down to a quarter inch and then you come back and wax it. Yes. That's right. how you're supposed to do it. But like, yeah, I mean, when I do it, it's like to the point where it's like, yeah, there's little like spots of blood and stuff like where oh, the, the hairs are getting ripped <laughs> out. But but again, and, and that's true. And I'm not like, but I'm not like. God, uh, no, like, you know what you – but, of course, that's
0: me. Also, I would think that you would go to a professional. Did you go to a professional? Uh, Yes. I was going to say, yeah. they know what they're doing. Like, don't they do. ask someone who, like, this isn't what they do, you know? It just – that seems badly bad idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've done it both ways. I've done professional. I've had somebody who didn't know what they were doing. And it's about the same, like, honestly. Um, whether they or not they got all the hair is good. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I feel feel like he's going to get a ton of ingrowns in his back now (laughs) because she didn't like clip it down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like it's a good idea to get someone to randomly do that. I mean, I can see, you know, if you ask someone else to like shave or to like nair your back. Like that's something that I would trust like amateur with. But to wax, I don't know. Let's bring in the professionals.
1: Especially if you've never done it before. Like, yeah, or you don't do it regularly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh uh, uh yeah, uh, not a routine. But yeah, it's just it's, it's a very it's a very cliche scene to see the uh, painful back back hair waxing. Now, what gets me the one I don't know that I could do, because this would just imagine like it actually would hurt is when they do like that. The nose hairs like oh, the inside gosh. the nose. That just
0: oh. they don't. No one actually waxes those, do they? Yes, they do. Oh, no, that sounds awful. No. They
1: absolutely do. It's like a wax thing. It's like a wax ball on the end of a stick and they stick it in there hot until it like, cools off and then yank it back out. I yeah. would
0: cry. I would literally cry that, that because would, anything no, it, uh, like I would nose hair. No,
1: I would cry because every time I accidentally pull a nose hair, it yes, makes exactly. me cry. Like it, exactly. My eyes just start watering. Yeah.
0: Oh, that sounds so terrible.
1: All right. Yeah. I think we'll we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it yeah. at our, Ed and nose End hair waxing. Terrible. That's yes. Terrible. They're as terrible as nose hair waxing. All right. Yeah. So let's move on to um, let's go to Libby and Andre. They were a little bit shorter. So Libby and Ellie are getting packed up so that Ellie can dress like a princess on their plane trip to she says a mountain, but it's actually the opposite of a mountain. It's the Grand Canyon. So they want to take their dads along and announce the pregnancy there because they wanted their dads to hear the news first. So she says that things are going better with her sisters. They'd be on the list of first to know. But after the whole mom's birthday thing and Andre's suspicions about the family calling ice on him. Yeah, Andre isn't. They don't really think that's a great idea. So Andre talks a lot about how much he always wanted to grow the Grand Canyon since it's such an American thing to do. So the big plan is to write the news on a poster board in two languages so that they can open it up and then everybody will know at the same time. But under no circumstances will the poster say that we are pregnant because mm-hmm. Lib- Libby has a hard line in the sand for that. I actually agree with her on that one. Like, no, yeah. the, we're not both pregnant. Only one of you is pregnant. Um, so anyway, well, then then it gets messed up because they try to do the poster boards, which I mean, it's I didn't get it for such an Instagram, you know, obsessed family mm-hmm. like They made really, really shitty poster boards where the whole thing. We'll just get some Sharpie and like scribble it on here like freehand. We won't trace it out or measure it out or anything.
0: Well, I also feel like they didn't think ahead of how it's going to be laid out. But yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that.
1: Yeah. So anyway, they fight about it. About what they're going to write, how they're going to write it. The spacing doesn't look good. They bicker for a while. Andre's like, why are you making me do this? This is not my thing. And like, So anyway, it's a super early flight. And the next time we see them, everybody's all like doing that thing where you have to wake up super early to leave anywhere. Nobody's really awake yet, but everybody has to move around. Um, so the plan, of course, is to tell the dads. And then after they announce it to the, their fathers, they're going to put it on social media so that the rest of the family can find out that way. Yeesh. So they get there. And everyone puts on their straw cowboy hats, and they bring the poster with an excuse that they're gonna do like a they're gonna make a face uh Instagram reel while they're there, um, which they, I guess they will, but they not not with the ones the dads think they are. Um, so they get to the lookout, and they everybody just says the word unbelievable like a million times until they find a spot to do the to do their reel. So, they get out their posters and do like one, two, three and unfold them. Only Andre and Libby are very different heights. So, the signs don't line up and Ellie doesn't open her sign. Uh, And so, Chuck can't read them at all and has no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah, disaster. Not good.
1: So, eventually they get the signs lined up and get them all opened and uh, he gets it and is surprised and excited about it. And because he's been bugging her for months about like, when's this going to happen? So he's psyched that they're the first to know. Well, almost the first to know because her dentist knows first. So then she tells Chuck that they're going to post the news on social media, which he thinks is not going to go over well with the rest of the family. So he brings that up with her. And Andre doesn't know, you know, how that would even work to share things, you know, in person with people that he thinks are out to get him. So literally says that she's considered telling them, you know, how to tell to tell them whether they're on social media many times. But after consideration, thinks that this uh, was the best way to kind of make the announcement to everybody. So, I mean, I don't know. I think there may have been more ways. But I mean, how do you (laughs) feel about the I found out my sister was pregnant because she put a post post on Instagram?
0: That's not good. I mean, no, I don't know. It's not good. I don't know if I would be so butthurt about it that, you know, it would, like, ignite this feud that Chuck is, like, certain, like, you know, is going to happen.
1: Because you don't feud. This family feuds. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: I mean, they're just a little overdramatic. But I do think Libby should have been a little bit more sensitive about it. Like, why couldn't they send the pictures to the siblings first? give it a yeah. day and then post it on social media same pictures I, I that that to me would have been a simple fix that would have made at least her family happy um so at least they know before but also i can kind of see maybe andre having a piece of this uh and kind of saying like no your family is backstabbing they'll probably leak it to social media before we get a chance to
1: yeah i could see that so I mean, it's just funny because I was just thinking about my my family has their our like, you know, methodology for whatever, for um, putting things out there. And it's always tell mom and she'll tell everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so it seems to me like the the compromise here would would have been like, well, you told Chuck. So just let Chuck tell them give give Chuck a day and then put it on social media. Like,
0: right. It's, right.
1: It, the fact that you went straight to social media is very much intentionally cutting them out.
0: Yeah, and, you know what I'm
1: saying? Intentionally grouping you with all the people who watched 90 Day Fiancé, you know? Right,
0: right. <laughs> you know, that's true. I I mean, I think I would be very hurt if my sister did the same, but not to the point where I wouldn't talk to her or it would cause drama, but I I would probably express that I was hurt by it because I think it's hurtful because you kind of feel like you're not important in that other person's life.
1: Right. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's the same thing, any kind of big announcement like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think and I think that's especially true for a and as much as the show wants to pretend that this is not a thing, a, a, a public couple like this one. Right. Yeah. Like because, yes, if I put it on Facebook or Instagram first,
0: it is for your family.
1: It is. Yeah. Like I don't have it's for my it's my friends and family. That's who that's who's there. Right. It, that's not the case for them. They have all yeah. these public people they've never met. You know, I don't know how many thousands of followers they have, but, you know, it's certainly more than me. But yeah, if I put it on there, that would be me announcing it to my friends and family. It's them yeah. announcing it to strangers at the same time they're announcing it to their um, their sister, you know.
0: Right, right. Yeah, probably not the best. Um, they needed to rethink a lot of things. Um, one thing that I will say that just watching them make their posters and how they bickered at each other. It made me feel real uncomfortable. Like they got real nasty with each other.
1: Yeah, Over they did. A I
0: poster, mean, I... I'm like, come on now.
1: <sighs> but it's like what I couldn't get is like I get if if. They had like different expectations of how nice this poster needed to be, but mm-hmm. they seemed to be on the same page with that. They just were like, you're not leaving enough space. You need to leave more space. No, no it's not good enough. You know, leave me alone. But they both wanted to just use a Sharpie and write yeah. it out. Right. And so that's that's the part that got me because I was I was kind of horrified as a person who when I do something like that, there's mm-hmm. rulers involved. Like there's pencils <laughs> sure. and rulers and there's squares and things. I'm I'm, I'm not I'm spacing that out. I'm th- doing math. I'm probably honestly most of the time when I do that, I do have a poster printer at, at work that I use uh-huh. and I put it all on a computer and print it on a poster and then like put that, you know, get that poster on a like foam board or something. And I get why they couldn't use foam board because they had to take it on the plane.
0: Right. But like, yeah, I'm. It.
1: I I, I take pride in my posters and stuff like that. I would never just get a thick Sharpie and write it out, especially – Like, for that, that seems crazy to me. Okay,
0: forget the Sharpie. Like, how they organized the two uh, ways to say it. It was just like, I was with Chuck. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. And he kept on reading, like, one poster and then going on to the next. And so, he kept on saying, Nose, Nose. And it was just like, so it kind of sounded like he was like, Nose, baby? And he's like, what does it mean, Nose, baby? And he was just, like, very confused. I think even when they kind of told him, he was still confused. Confused, and you could tell by the tone of his voice, he was like, I don't understand what's happening. And then Ellie over here doesn't even open her poster. And so it's like, you're missing half of the message.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely it a has a mess. little bit of that. Have you seen like the Walking Dead thing where it's like, don't dead open inside? No. Like it It was a door and it said, one door said don't open and the other door said dead inside. Oh. And it looks like it says don't dead open inside. What? And so it definitely had some of that. Like they needed more separation. And then, yeah, it was all different languages, but the same color. And he was like, I don't, I don't, I can't read what that word is. And then Ellie's sign wasn't open at all. Right. She's sitting here trying to figure out how to like undo it. It was, it was. Yeah. Mess. No,
0: that's a good point. If they had used two different colors, like one in one language, another in another language, then that might have gotten the point yeah. across that it and wasn't it should the same have thing.
1: been. And that's why I couldn't get when they were fighting with each other. I was like, okay, yeah. give it to Andre. Let him write it in Romanian. Ellie, yeah. you. I mean, you know, Libby, you write the one in English.
0: You're responsible for your own. D-
1: You're responsible yeah. for your own. Like, yeah. If, you, if, if I don't, it doesn't matter if I think it looks good. You made your own. You made the Romanian, yep. one, Andre. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it doesn't say that you're pregnant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very true. All right, uh, let's move on to maybe a couple, including another baby, Yara and Jovi. So Jovi is driving Yara and her mom, Olga, to view the apartment, and Jovi is asking a lot of questions about the apartment they're going to go view. Meanwhile, Olga is suggesting a three-bedroom place where she can come and live with them, and Mila will have her own room, so they're thinking, yeah, three bedrooms. Jovi is annoyed that he's on vacation and having to run these errands. Jovi accuses Yara of going behind his back to set this up, and Yara says that she wouldn't have told him anything and just bought it if she was really going behind his back. She tells Jovi her price range is about 150000 and Jovi laughs and doesn't think she'll find anything in that price range. Jovi is openly telling her he doesn't like this. They meet with the real estate agent to look at the first place. Jovi thinks the first place looks like a dungeon, and Yara tells him not to be ugly because of his negativity. Jovi is trying to get her to imagine life there, and the small place is going for 164000 Jovi makes himself at home on the couch, and Yara tells him not to be rude. Yara is tr- uh, starting to see that her money isn't going to go very far, and Jovi thinks that Yara always believes everything will work out for her and really just doesn't plan. And Jovi is gloating that things aren't going her way. Her mom thinks that Yara should buy something because she needs stability and independence and needs to have something just in case things don't work out with Jovi. Jovi is sure to tell them that it was all a giant waste of time as he hits the bar uh, and the girls go back to the room. Jovi is just pissed off that they planned this behind his back, so then he video chats his mom, Gwen. Jovi says he doesn't usually vent issues with Yara to his mom, but he feels outnumbered there and he needs to share. Gwen is surprised that Yara would be making such a big decision without him. Gwen asks when they're coming back to the U.S. and wonders what will happen with Yara if she doesn't want to come back. Jovi is starting to see Gwen's fears that Yara is planning a life without him. Later, Jovi can tell that Yara is pissed and Yara says she was just going to look and no one was going to buy anything. Yara says she's not being influenced by anyone. She says she's protecting Mila just in case something happens to Jovi. She's seen things happen where women had everything taken away from them, like their mom, in case of a divorce. Yara says that Jovi might be crazy and he might run off with a stripper and take all the money. Jovi thinks that Yara should be talking to him if there's doubts in the marriage. All right, so what started off as, you know, one thing, ended up to be, I don't know, kind of a weird, like, oh, this is like my safety backup plan in case something goes wrong with jovi do you think that yara should have something like this
1: i mean yes i do think she should have some sort of security Mm -hmm. Uh, she should have some sort some security for if things do go wrong or 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 terribly or whatever but it doesn't make any sense for that thing that security to be an apartment in prague it right. makes sense for that to be money because money you can use for lots of things and all yeah. kinds of different things that you need as security. And an apartment in Prague is an apartment in Prague. Right. right? It only helps yeah. if you – if the only thing you need at the time that, that you know, Jovi leaves you with – or like has her fear, like leaves her with that, with nothing. The only the, – the, the thing you need most is a place to live in Prague.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like
1: – so – just money would be better, um, and not spending the money on on a specific thing is, is, is a better way of doing it. But I yeah. also think that I also think it, it, it's a lot of Jovi's not wrong, right? They're they're, they're mm-hmm. applying a different situation scenario, a different situation to what might happen here, and mm-hmm. it won't like that. That won't happen. Like it it can't. It legally can't happen. You cannot leave her with nothing. Yeah, Um,
0: but that does make me believe that Olga is definitely influencing Yara's decisions here because basically Yara was saying, like, well, this happened to my mom. She got divorced and she got nothing. So, you know, I don't want that to be me. And so I'm sure – and Olga was the one. We also heard her in an interview basically saying she needs security. She needs, you know, like stability. She needs <sighs> yeah. independence. And I think she's like speaking on her own experiences and so kind of pushing that idea on Yara.
1: Yeah, and I I, I get where Olga was coming from. Maybe it was a translation issue. But I thought mm-hmm. Olga was like being way out of line. Like it was very much like, well, listen, it's only a matter of time before this dude just kicks you to the curb. So you have to be – ready for when that happens, because it's definitely going to happen. Like you're getting yeah. divorced. Like it sounded like she was like, this is a, an inevitable thing that's totally going to happen. It's just a matter of time before it does. So, and which is not something you should, not the way it's one thing to say, be prepared for everything, be prepared for as much as you can. It's yeah. another thing to, to be like, Oh, listen, like we know, we both know this marriage isn't going to work out. Like right. eventually it might be okay yeah. now, but we all know that this is, this is not going to work out for, for a long term. Right. Because that's kind of what the mom wants to happen.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, well, it's not going to work out that they got divorced. Right. Uh, Well, it's not going to work out if you are, as Jovi puts it, like building a life without him. You know, that's not going to make him feel secure or feel like, you know, that she's going to try work on this relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it just it, it. I mean, as as. You know, the two of us, I've been through a divorce and you're very close to somebody who is dealing with divorce stuff now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially from the things you know about, you can't just not give somebody money. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Like you talk, talk. Yeah. Talk to any divorced American man, and they're going to be like, "Wow, did you just get to keep everything?" And they'll just laugh at you. Right. <laughs> like you left it right. with nothing. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Because that tends to be the stereotype in America. Right. You got divorced, and the guy's like, "Ah, oh, she took me for everything." Right. Right. That what, that's more of it. That's more of what you hear. than yeah. Oh, my but, husband left. Know, I had nothing.
0: Right. But you know we are not so much in like a heavily patriarchal society you know because I was going to say my friend he was living in Japan and he got divorced and he was very sure to file in Japan even though like she was you know moving back to the US once they like were kind of separated because she barely got anything like nothing like she would have got if we were in the US you know if they they had been in the US and he had filed I mean she got something she didn't get nothing but compared to how much he had she you know got like a small fraction of it and that would not have happened but he said he was like very strategic about it he's like yeah i filed for divorce in japan because they favor you know men in the situation and you know i'm sure it's like that in other countries too
1: yeah and i mean and it's a it's t- it's very much different too on their situation because they have a daughter like yeah in american divorces, like oh, you can talk sure. about man woman it's the kids that get favored above everything. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, like uh, child support. Sure. Yeah. You don't even yeah. have to be married and, you know, he'd be owing her money.
1: Yep. Totally. Yeah. Totally. All right. So let's talk. Now we're talking about divorce a lot. So let's hit Angela and Michael.
0: Yeah, oh, goodness.
1: So look, it's another meeting between Angela and Michael, this time brokered by Renee. So it's still the day after, like the night after they woke up in bed together and he And Michael's hoping that Renee can let him keep it, find a way to let him keep his social media. But she's not sure she can resolve it due to all the, her word, toxicity in the relationship. They really made sure to put that on on air. So she thinks that Michael gets, she thinks now, you know, that she's seen it in Nigeria. Michael gets how, she gets how Michael's being controlled, right? But social media maybe isn't the right hill to die on. So, she tells us that before coming to Nigeria, she had, you know, 100% thought all the problems in the relationship were totally Michael's fault. He was just being an asshole. And now she sees that both of them have problems. So, in the middle of this conversation, Angela comes out and eventually sits down, even though she sits down with, I'm done. So, it doesn't – her being done doesn't slow her down for very long. And soon she's jumping up and pointing at his face and yelling about everything again. So she tells Renee that he changed his story about taking down the Instagram, which he left out the part where he said he'd take it down and they slept together. And then he said he wouldn't take it down. And then it's again, just more Angela screaming. So he tries to argue that it's not about flirting with every, any other woman. But then she pipes up and says she has screenshots and says something about being my person, which sounds pretty bad when she says it now. But apparently this came, all this came from her calling a friend to get the friend in the States to snoop on on the Instagram because she's blocked and she can't do it. And she tells us that her suspicions were her suspicions were confirmed through the screenshots that she sent from there. So we see the screenshot that really put it over the top, the one she's talking about this whole time. And this is it. We They show it to us. Someone says, happy birthday. And he says back, thanks, my person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. That's the whole thing. So she assumes that means it's code for like being his girlfriend or something. And she shouldn't call anybody my person besides her. That's it. She's your wife. She's your only person. So Renee kind of goes back on Angela's side. Like, why would you do this to her? Wouldn't you know that this would hurt her? So Michael tries to clarify that this is just a friend. And that's just like Nigerian slang to call someone my person. Like it it very much at least. I was going to say my man. Like, thanks, my man. Right. But she's not having it. She keeps saying this. And no one is your person but me. And then Angela starts crying and talking about, don't you see my pain or whatever? And how he doesn't care about her at all. Um, So she says she knows where she stands now and she's going to divorce him. But apparently that's not final. Now it opens up to talking about her date. That opens up her dating this TikTok guy, Billy. Right. Remember him? He's back. Mm. Michael keeps trying to bring that up, but always gets shouted down every time he does. So then for some reason, she storms off and she he still stays there. I don't know why he's hanging around. Um, But listen to Renee talk about how toxic this relationship is. So he doesn't know what to do because it seems like his only option, the only option he has for her to stay around is to give up all of his control just to stay in this marriage. Uh, So. okay, that's that's where I'm getting at. Um, the theory this whole time is she's trying to manufacture him being the bad guy, um, to so that she can justify being with this other guy that she that she wants to be with, right? Yeah. Are we still on that? Are we still on board with that theory?
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, um, she's trying to make herself... I mean, we've seen it happen. She uses the show. She tries to, you know, paint a picture of herself. She knows how she comes off sometimes. So, definitely tries to paint herself as the victim or as this, like, very altruistic good person. She definitely tries to paint Michael to be the villain. And so, you know, if this relationship is going to end... People have to know that it's not Angela's fault. It's Michael's fault. Michael drove Angela into the arms of another man. Like, that's definitely how she's, um, you know, setting this up. And I don't know. It's I kind of like that Angela lost her voice because I feel like I can actually hear what Michael's saying, you know, and he can get a word in edgewise.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, yes and no, because He starts to. I mean, it, it just—it's—it's it's just a little bit less piercing than it usually is yeah. when she yells. But it's still like him saying, "Well, let me," and then she's like, "Shut up, liar! You're right, lying, liar! Right. Who lies?" And you're like, "Okay, well, he didn't even like she didn't let him explain my peeps." Like, yeah. like it just—it it, just—I just—I can't possibly fathom reading that exchange. And thinking that was like saying, I guess she thought it was like saying, thanks, honey. Right. Yeah. I, because I know we have, you know, we're both also not podcasting on it, but we're watching Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. And they all literally every couple is like, oh, yeah, I totally feel like that's my person. Right. Yeah. They literally all say that. Right. And it, so it definitely is a a, a a phrasing that comes up in America. But it wasn't like he said, oh, Thanks. You know, you're my person. It was like it was clearly a my man or yeah, my my peeps or, you know, my other word I can't say. Mm -hmm. But like that's that was that was the vibe of it. And you have to strain really, really hard to say that's flirting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, I, I think even because it was in response to something She's definitely suspicious to begin with. And I think it's suspicious to begin with because, you know, it's like we see this fairly frequently. It's like people who are cheating or do shady things, they are projecting onto their partner. And I certainly think that's what... Angela is doing this time around, you know, she's doing shady things with Billy and it's like, she's projecting onto her partner, but it's, it's just gross the way Angela is doing it because she's even said it when he's confronted, uh, Michael's confronted her about Billy before like, well, this is what happens when you don't pay attention to me. Like I need to find someone to pay attention to me.
1: It's not even that she says that, like she goes one step beyond. Mm -hmm. She does the, look what you made me do. Yeah. Right. You forced me to be with the right. Billy guy because sure. that's the only way I could get your attention. Right,
0: right, right.
1: and that's like so. Really, what I was trying to do was get your attention by flirting with this other guy, which is horse shit. That's yeah. up, totally and obviously horse shit. Um, and Michael is just not. And I don't think they couldn't be together if he was. Like they wouldn't have made it this far if he was somebody who will stand up for himself enough to say that. Like, come on, mm. that's bullshit, Angela. That doesn't even make any sense. You did it because I didn't pay enough attention to you. You are flirting with a dude. Like, come on, man. Get out of yeah. here.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, no one said that Angela was our favorite. <laughs> no, no, but never, I mean, but at said the same time, that. that doesn't mean that we're Team Michael either, right?
1: Uh, no, no, no. I mean, she. she it's not wrong that. He manipulated her into sex, like, by saying he would do something he had no intention of doing. Like, that's bad. Like, that's really bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of manipulation, let's talk about Kim and Usman. So, Kim is still insisting that she doesn't want to be second wife. She was feeling kind of hopeful after the meeting with Usman's mom and his brother. But Kim isn't happy about the idea of Usman going on a date with someone else while she's visiting. Usman has agreed to meet someone from his region, and he's hoping that he can be open to finding someone for the sake of his mom and then convince his mom to let him marry Kim first. Kim tells Usman her fears that he will love this other woman more than her. Usman doesn't think it's possible because their love has had time to grow. He asks her to respect his mom and her wishes. They both agree that Kim allowing Usman to go on the date will show Fadimatu, his mom, that Kim respects their culture and will earn points in her favor. Kim is feeling like she needs to show Usman how much she loves him since they are going through a challenging time, and she reveals to us two wedding band-like rings. She then tells us that she is planning on proposing to Usman. She wants to pull out all the stops to prove to him she is the one, even though she doesn't have the blessings. Kim has two rings just in case the first one doesn't fit. Kim decorates the room with streamers, rose petals, candles, and pictures of them and invites Usman to her room. She asks to see his hand and he is suspicious. She starts giving a speech about how much she loves him as she gets teary-eyed. She then asks him to marry her and he is smiling and covers his face and just keeps saying, babe. Usman tells her if marrying him will make her happy in this life, then he will keep saying yes. She puts on the first ring as her hand is shaking. The ring, first ring doesn't fit, so she gets out the second ring. Usman says it's touching, even though it's not in his culture to be asked. He feels loved. Usman tells her that he will never forget this day. Usman is not expecting this because he says that he's never seen a woman propose to a man, even in the movies. Kim tells him he needs to work his charm and get his mom to agree for her to be the first wife. The next day uh, Usman is asking Kim what she thinks about his pants and she's annoyed that she has to watch him get ready for this date. She tells him to be safe but not to have fun. Kim says she has made sacrifices and it feels like to her that he's not fighting for her to be first wife. Kim calls her son Jamal to tell him about the situation. She tells him immediately that she feels alone. Kim tells him that the visit has been rough with a lot of drama. She then tells Jamal that Usman is going to meet with a woman for a potential first wife. Jamal is just shocked. Jamal can't understand how Kim is okay with that given what happened with his dad, and then he was kind of vague about that. Kim's plan was to file the K-1 visa paperwork after their engagement, uh, and she gets home. Jamal says it sounds like she's not thinking things through. She then tells him about the proposal, and he covers his face with his hands and just doesn't look happy. Jamal points out that she never got the blessing. He also says that Usman is deceiving his mom by accepting the proposal, so why would he not also deceive Kim? Jamal thinks that she's making impulsive decisions. Okay, so it seems like Jamal may have gotten through to Kim, but, uh, you know, Usman is certainly trying to keep both his mom and Kim happy. So when push comes to shove, what do you think that Usman will actually do? go against his mom or you know
1: i think he just believes push will never come to shove and kim will bend
0: i think he thinks so he too wouldn't. right
1: and so what what's it doesn't matter i don't have to make that choice we'll just keep right. doing this until kim just kim gives in yeah um, which is i mean i thought it was interesting because it seems to me that you know jamal finally gets through to her when he was like well if he lied to his mom mm-hmm. like yeah what's to say he's not lying to you and she was like oh shit i didn't think about that (laughs) right which is crazy because you didn't think about that right but like and so then it sets up to me like her like it just sets up this weird situation which i imagine you know going forward he comes back from his date and she's like well you know what i realized by you saying yes to me You totally went against your mom's wishes and you totally lied to your mom. Mm -hmm. Right. And now that's it. So now it makes her proposal seem like a weird test that he was supposed to say no to to prove that he was honest. Yeah. It's like a whole like weird entrapment thing that she didn't intend it to be. It's just it's so weird.
0: Yeah. Very bizarre. Yeah. Um, Okay, So what do you think about Kim proposing to Usman, even though she doesn't have blessings?
1: (sighs) It was. Desperate is what I thought I I thought it was I I thought it was pretty plainly a desperate gambit on his part to not go on this date Mm -hmm. and not meet this other woman like Mm -hmm. she and she was a little upset because you could tell the next day like she wasn't upset with him because he never promised he wouldn't. Um, right. Go right. with this woman. But she was like, oh, I, I kind of th- I thought to proposing to him and he'd be like, well, we're committed now. So I'm not going to go talk to this woman because she's supposed to be my first wife. And I can't do that because we're we are engaged now. Like oh, she thought I didn't that, even
0: think about it that way. Yeah,
1: I yeah. think she was just desperately trying to like and if not, I think in the back of her head, that was like her wishful thinking. Right. Um, you know, we've all had wishful thinking about things. Well, maybe I'll go and then this and this and this will happen. And of course, it doesn't happen. Right. Right. Um, But I just think it, it, it was also her trying to, like, mark her territory. Right. Like, yeah. before you go on this date, I'm going to lay claim to this man and make him make sure he knows he's mine.
0: Yeah. I wonder if he's wearing the ring to the date.
1: I don't. Maybe because I don't know if it means anything to her. Right. Because he wears yeah. like, a bunch of different rings anyway. Right. And if they don't have the ask thing, I'm not sure that the rings are part of their culture either, so it wouldn't be meaningful if he had a ring on his finger.
0: Right, right, but yeah, I don't know. Yes, I, I guess it would depend on if the ring had meaning in their culture, like it meant he was taken.
1: Right. Yes, I don't know, but that they have that because you know, because we have, because you know, it's not like specifically um, for us, it's it's the you know the left hand ring, right, yes. the right hand ring, or rings on your other fingers, they mean nothing, right? right. But. Uh-huh. So it's that one finger you're paying attention to. And if it's not a cultural thing, then you wouldn't be paying attention to that finger either.
0: Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I just uh, just her proposing just seemed so I don't know. It's like you guys made such a big deal about how important this blessing was. And then it's like, is it important? Because it seems like you guys are just trying to trek on ahead regardless of the blessing.
1: I don't know that. Kim ever thought the blessing was important. I just thought that her understanding of the situation was that the marriage couldn't happen without it.
0: Yeah. So, like, she doesn't get a blessing. So, why does she think that her proposing is still going to happen? This thing is still going to happen. Or
1: is binding without the blessing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was kind of like a meaningless proposal at, at all. Right. Right. And then, and then, you know, poor Jamal over here has to listen to all this. I just, I mean, the whole thing, I, 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 the proposal was so cringy. Like the face that Jamal made, like uh-huh. just a hurt face followed by burying his hand. Like that's the face I made when I wanted to make through this whole scene. It was right. so incredibly awkward. Yeah. Um. Like and painful to watch. I was like, I, oh my God, oh my God, it's, is she doing this? Oh my God, this is yeah. awful.
0: Yeah, it was painful to watch. You're just like, oh, because, you know, I don't know. It just makes it seem like she's the one driving this relationship instead of him.
1: Yeah, I mean, but she, but but she is like.
0: Like she wants it more than him.
1: Oh, she absolutely wants it more. Mm-hmm. He said so. He said as much. Yeah. Right. He said basically says that I shouldn't have to do as much because you're the one who wants the relationship more than I do. So. Yeah my sacrifices don't mean anything. You're the one who has to sacrifice everything. Right. Yeah. And, and it just, it, it it was just like, it was just too many throwbacks to like last season when she was literally begging him for sex. Yeah. That it's just like, it just looked, it it gave me a very similar feeling.
0: Definitely. All
1: right. So I guess moving on, let's hit more people. We love to hate Bilal and Shida. (laughs) So, Shida is starting to do a Zoom yoga class and invites Bilal to take part. So there are two kind of things in the air right now, the baby thing and the yoga thing, right? Which is kind of was put on hold, not for dumb Bilal reasons, but because she was waiting for her work permit. Well, it was also dumb Bilal reasons, but (laughs) she doesn't know that yet. So we see a little of this class, which is actually um, Shida kind of, dealing with some of her clients from Trinidad over Zoom for free because she can't work. So we see the class going on and Shida is certainly a flexible person. <laughs> like, at one point, she has her legs straight up over her head. Um, certainly more flexible than Bilal. And like I said, frankly, almost anyone. So prankster Bilal ends the class by playing farting sounds off of his phone while they do poses, uh. which she doesn't think to see, seem to think was particularly funny. No. Because it was in front of like clients, so later on, Bilal is on his way to show some houses, and she shows him what came in the mail. Her work permit. He 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 says that it's awesome with his words, but not so much with his demeanor. He does it very much like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, stupid. Like, since this means that he has to keep up his the other thing he agreed to on his end of the prenup which is to help her start a yoga studio in Kansas City. So he wants her to kind of hold her horses with it because there are a lot of things to take care of. He says they need to start with marketing, which, okay. Uh They need to get a bank account. They need to get credit, which I was confused by because I thought the whole point of this was that they were using his credit to open the business. Yeah. So anyway, he says that there's a steep learning curve with this business that she's not ready for because a business in Trinidad isn't the same as a business in the States. So he says that from a business standpoint, it doesn't make sense to get a building right now because she's not ready to open immediately and they'd still have to make rent payments. She thinks that he's just looking for excuses. And before he didn't want her, he told her not to work on anything about the yoga studio because, you know, she didn't have her work permit. And now that she has her work permit, it's like, well, what about all that stuff you should have been doing? Um, there's more obstacles. So. Then there are off to look at then well they're off to look at places they're in a car together and he openly wonders what the cost of a lease and how much capital it's going to take to build it out whatever they get into a studio so he's not excited about the yoga studio but he is excited that this is um at least her not talking about a baby so (laughs) it's the better option right now so he says he has a full schedule of showing places so he kind of dumps her off with his co-workers uh mimi and stacy who are going to take her around to look at, to look at some uh, business places? Uh, so, even though it's very clear that there will be no lease signed today, so and you know they look at the property, they take a look at the first storefront and they look at it. I can't tell what it used to be, but it's <laughs> it it would work. They could make it work, but it, it, Shida just says it's it's too big, right? But. Oh, my God. And then it drove me nuts because this is why I don't like real estate agents, mm-hmm. because when they, she said it was too big, instead of saying, oh, OK, well, let's go look at a smaller place. Yeah. They said, well, is it, though? Because I think you could have a daycare in the back. I was like, no, listen to what I said. It right. drives me crazy. Um, anyway, so, of course, when she mentions that daycare, maybe we could have a daycare in the back that gets shot at back talking about babies, which I'm not sure Mimi and Stacy need to or want to know about, and they just kind of are doing the, uh huh, oh yeah, <laughs> that 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 seems like a thing. All right, okay, so I guess we're we're to hear. Do you think that he's doing the same thing for the business that he's doing at the babies? Is he stalling this thing out until it's not an option anymore?
0: Yeah, or I don't is know. He, I- do,
1: or his concerns like legitimate and he actually wants to move – wants her to move forward with this?
0: I definitely think he's stalling. Um, but although this to me seems like to what end? She's going to have to work at some point, right? She doesn't have to have a baby. She doesn't have to be a mom. That's something that you could stall your way out of where you could get out of that situation. But this is not a situation you can get out of. Right. This right. is definitely something that is more in your control and it's going to be really evident if you are not supportive in this. Whereas, you know, the other thing, if you just keep putting it off, it's like you can try all you want. You're not having a baby, you know, so mm-hmm. it's it's I don't understand why she is with this man. He just doesn't seem supportive of anything that she wants.
1: Oh, absolutely. He does not believe in her. Yeah. Like, he absolutely is delaying this business because it is, in his mind, it is 100% certain that her business is going to fail. Mm -hmm. And he just doesn't want to lose the money. Like, he does not believe that she will be successful at all.
0: Yeah. And I just, I don't understand. He, like, is just such a curmudgeon about everything. He's, like, negative. It's like, why would you want to be with this person? Like this guy is a terrible partner, like even yeah. his real estate, like uh, co-workers, I think he said, like uh, his um, these are people that he collaborates with, like they were way more supportive than he ever has been. It's like, I don't yeah. understand why she wants to be with this guy.
1: I don't either. I don't either. Like And, and the one thing we told him to do to be supportive was like make fart noises during her Class that with her clients was so
0: unprofessional. I just was like, right. "What is wrong with you?" Like, it's one I thing mean, if you're going to do that, like uh, prank when it's on you, right? But it's not. It's not on you. It's on your partner, and it like makes her look bad.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the same thing. Like, just imagine again. He he gives the pranks. Could you imagine how he would re- how he would react if Shida went tagged along to show a house, yeah, exactly. and while they were showing the house, she made fart noises, right? He would freak out. Yeah. Like he would not take that.
0: I know. He uh he's just such a terrible partner.
1: He does not take her her business seriously. He no. does not take her occupation or her life's work seriously at all. Which mm-hmm. is I I don't know how you can be with somebody that does that. That's that's crazy.
0: I know. Um,
1: because because, but I mean, I that said, I don't know that he's wrong that going out and getting leasing a, leasing studio space is probably not the most effective way to build this business because what's your studio space with no clientele, right? Right. And so it seems to me, you know, saving up the the, the money or doing the things, it seems to me like she should be going around to like gyms and, you know, getting contracts to, to give mm-hmm. classes every Saturday. And then you do that for a, for a year or two until you have a clientele that you go, hey, I'm gonna go open my open a studio now, and it's not the same as like working in another person's studio and then trying to, you know, siphon off clients to go right. open your own studio.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. I just, I mean, he could at least be verbally more supportive. I mean, like I was kind yes. of surprised how Andre was so supportive of Libby's like singing career at the beginning of this season. You know, and it's just like it doesn't take much. Just to be a little encouraging. But it's like Bilal can't even do that.
1: No, no. I mean, because Andre has a lot of unearned confidence in himself. Yeah. But he also transferred that confidence onto her. She's like, right. I'm going to have a singing career. He's like, yeah, you will. You're going to be awesome at it. It's going to be amazing. You're going to be so successful. It's going to be great. It's yeah. going to be great. We're going to gonna do awesome. We'll build your studio in the house. Let's go. We'll do it. Let's right, go. Right. right. And Bilal was just like, ooh, he, he he talks to her like she's a 12 – like she's this eight-year-old setting up a lemonade stand. Yeah. Ooh, well, you have your thought. And she had a business in her home country. Yeah. She owned a studio. And like the fact that like he's just like, well, that doesn't count. Like – and so he's got like a xenophobia too. It was like, well, that wasn't America. That's like one of those kiddie countries that doesn't count. That's not real. Mm-hmm. You know, like Trinidad. Who – anybody does anything in Trinidad. You know, it's like it's just belittling to – all of her life experience and everything she's ever done.
0: I mean, I am confused. What he even sees in Shida. you know? Because it just it doesn't even seem like he really likes her all that much. He can't even put on his like best version of himself in front of her.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I was, and I would say he just doesn't want her to work, right? Because that we that just seems like what he is. But she's like, "Yay, work permit!" Ooh. Mm-hmm. Right, but he also doesn't seem to respect her as a housewife either. No, as, as a housekeeper, a house taker. You know that that stuff isn't isn't good enough for him either. And he's always lecturing her about what he, what she needs to do. So yeah. yeah, what is it that what is it that he finds like I don't say worthwhile? But yeah, kind of like yeah, that. What, what she's w-
0: bringing to this partnership. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> okay so uh we saw oh we did not see Jenny and Summit this time uh yes, that's so correct. out of the group we saw who was your student of the week
1: uh, I I I struggled to pick it and I was like and even yep. though I thought he was probably too snarky and too I told you so I still like went with Jovi mm-hmm. because he is like you need someone there that's and I wouldn't say we just talked about all this below, but you need someone there to point out the challenges and right. to be like, all right, well, what are we doing here? Like, what are we thinking? Like, what what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, and also because I remember that, too, I especially the part where he was when they were talking about the divorce. And I was like, Jovi, you, you didn't get married in Europe. You got married in America. And he was like literally white when I was like. Thinking that in my head, he was like, but I didn't marry you in Europe. We're married in America. Yeah. i was like, okay. Like, you actually made the correct points in yeah. your argument. So, okay.
0: Yeah. Um. My life le- – or sorry, my student of the week, I went with Renee. Like, she at least tried to get each other to see, like, where they had gone wrong. And for a while there, she remained somewhat neutral until she found out what Michael did. And then she was like, oh. Back on Angela's side. But I mean, at least she was trying to get them to communicate. And uh, I don't mm-hmm. know, getting Angela to listen to anyone, that, that's no, she too.
1: didn't. Nobody does. Nobody can do that. It's, yeah. it's impossible.
0: Right, right. Uh, what about your dunce?
1: So I, I went with Kim um, just for this dumb, hard to watch gambit that mm-hmm. didn't set out what I think she was setting out to accomplish mm-hmm. and probably made their situation worse. Right. Yeah. Because now if, if anybody finds out about this proposal, they're going to be like, well, we know you went against mom's wishes and blah, 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 blah. It, mm-hmm. it didn't help the situation. It just made it worse.
0: Yeah. Uh, I went with Bilal. It's like, come yeah. on, you're just such a unsupportive partner. Um, and if anything, you're doing the opposite. You're trying to sabotage your partner because that's what it came off as to me. You know, and that actually leads me to my life lesson, which was, Mm -hmm. you know, when dealing with clients, pranks just have no place. And, you know, if you're trying to be if you're trying to be a supportive partner and like really want the success of your partner, like this is not good. It makes you look like a bad partner. It makes look like you're unprofessional. It just it's it reflects very poorly on the, you know, your partner here.
1: Mm hmm. So my my life lesson was more. Um, I, I mean, Angela was the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, and It comes up over time. So it's like if if someone has something in their head that they want to believe, right? Then mm-hmm. anything can be manufactured into being evidence of what they yeah. want to find, <laughs> sure. right? Like literally anything. Like, oh, there's a tortilla crumb on the ground, huh? That clearly means that there was a woman here. Like, what? Gosh. What are you talking about? Like, they'll they'll <laughs> manufacture it, and it's one. It's that's one of those things that it's like. You know, it kind of upsets me because you hear the person that's on the more abusive end always say, you know, or like the people that are on their side are just like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, he knows you're not you're insecure in your relationship. So he should, you know, not give you anything to worry about. And it's like you can't do that because they're going you can't. If somebody – if you're in a factory that produces bikes, you can't be like, well, we got to make sure the bikes stay – we don't have any bikes coming out of this factory. It's like I can't do that because they make bikes. Mm-hmm. She makes the insecurities. You make – you manufacture <laughs> the the things that you're upset about. You, you, can, you can never do enough that she's not going to find something to mean that he's a lion dog That's that's hurting her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well – all right. So uh, we will be back next week. It looks like all these people will be back next week.
1: Sure does. So, yeah.
0: All right. So, until then. All right.
1: Okay. okay. See everybody then. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye.